Welcome to the show Every Word Counts. In this show we will be studying some very basic words from the Quran in Arabic. As we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sent down the Quran in the Arabic language. That indeed we have sent down this book in this Quran in Arabic so that you may understand. Uh, for many of us who do not speak Arabic, sometimes it can be very challenging to pick up the Qur'an and, and quite distressing at the fact that we read the Qur'an but we might not understand every word that we recite. Well, hopefully through this show, inshallah, you know, day by day, through episode by episode, we will be learning various different words, or the common words that are mentioned in the Qur'an. We'll be studying the meanings of these words and how they're used throughout the Qur'an. And so hopefully we can build our vocabulary of the Qur'an which will help us to understand and develop a better understanding of the Qur'an uh, itself. Now, obviously to really understand the Qur'an, one must you know, know the grammar and the morphology and the, and the syntax, etc. Um, but our hope is just to focus on maybe studying the words itself, the words themselves and what they mean. And so slowly and slowly we'll be able to grasp a better understanding of the beautiful words uh, in the Qur'an. So in today's episode, we will be looking at a couple of verses. The first verse we'll be learning is from Surah Al-Shams. In this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ أَخَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا That successful is the one who uh, purifies it, meaning purifies the soul. So in this verse, we'll be looking at two important words. But before we do that, let us... Inshallah, just quickly write down uh, the, the the verse itself and the words, and then we'll take a look at the uh, meanings of these words. Inshallah. So the the first word that we'll be looking at is the word qad. Qad, and then the second word, which we'll be paying more attention to is aflaha and then we have the word man and then finally We'll put the word here, the final word here, zakaha. So, indeed, successful are those who purify it. The two words we want to focus on. Uh, inshallah today are the words aflaha and zakaha aflaha and zakaha so aflaha what does aflaha mean firstly the word aflaha is a verb it's a doing word means to be successful or to prosper and it's derived from the word falaha from the three letters falaha and falaha linguistically has a meaning of what we say in Arabic, shaq, or to, or, or to split, to split asunder, or to make a crack. 
And hence, in the Arabic language, a farmer is known as fallah. You can hear the similarity between fallah and uh, and the word aflaha. Aflaha, fallah. So aflaha is a verb to mean to be successful and to succeed. And fallah means to be a farmer. Now, you might think, what is the uh, connection between farmer and succeeding? Well, let's, if we look at the origins of the word itself, we said that aflaha linguistically is derived from the word falaha, and falaha means to split. Notice, what does the farmer do? In order for him to, um, to bring out the crops to come out from the earth itself, he must first plant the seed. And you can't plant the seed on the top of the ground. You need to create that gap in the earth where you place the seed, so you sow the seed, and then you cover it up, and then you wait for the crops to grow. And so by splitting the earth open and by placing the seed inside, he's then able to produce that crop and that yield. And so he becomes successful. You know, he does some work. You know, he toils, he works, and he strives very hard. And then he bears the fruits, which is the crop that he yields at towards the end of the of the season. And so, uh, someone who is successful is like a farmer in that sense. He is somebody who plants a seed. In order for someone to be successful in life, whatever they do. There must be someone who, who, who plants the seeds, wherever, whatever that may be in terms of preparation work or uh, doing what is necessary in order to succeed. You know, it's, very, it's, it's highly unlikely that a person will succeed in life without putting any effort in. So here we can see the connection between aflaha, the verb to succeed, and the farmer itself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qada aflaha, aflaha. Successful is the one who man, the one who zakaha, the one who purifies it. So remember the word aflaha. Now this is a word that occurs actually many times in the Quran. Uh, it appears approximately forty times in the Quran, aflaha. And there's another word which is very similar to it, which you've probably heard a number of times, muflihun. Ula'ika humul muflihun. They are the muflihun. And muflihun means the one who is successful. So it's a noun. So you have the verb which is to be successful, which is aflaha. And the one who succeeds, we say he is muflih. And in the plural form, muflihun. Ula'ika humul muflihun. So aflaha, together with the word muflihun, is mentioned about 40 times in the Quran. So it's quite a common word that, we, that you will hear in the Quran, aflaha. And we also hear it in the beginning of Surah Al-Mu'minun. قَدَ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Successful are the believers, those who are in a state of awe and uh, in a state of khushu' in their prayers. So that's the first word that we will be looking at, aflaha. The other word, if we look back to the um, to, to the writing here, zakaha, uh, zakaha. So the first word was aflaha, and the second word here is zakaha. Now the word zakaha here is is actually two words here. You have zakka, and then you have ha. The ha is a pronoun. It's just referring back to the nafs, the soul. 
as for the word zakaha then let us also as for the this part here zakka let us look at this uh, word in some detail inshallah so zakka is derived from the the letters za the zai kaf and wow and it has a root meaning of prospering of growing and purification so it has a meaning of growth and purification you can say perhaps these are the two fundamental meanings uh, for these letters growth and purification and this word again like aflaha is a very common word in fact it's probably mentioned more than aflaha in the quran and it's mentioned in various different forms here we have a zakaha in another word in another verse in the quran balillahu yuzakki man yasha in the present tense yuzakki uh, in, in other words as well we in, in other verses we, we see other derivatives other forms of the word such as zakat itself and as we know zakat is the arms that we pay the obligatory charity that we all have to pay those who are you know, eligible to pay who are required to pay they must pay this obligatory charity is known as zakat now how you know how does that word zakat how is it connected or how does it contain the meaning of purification and growth well, if you think about it, when a person gives charity, he's purifying himself. He is purifying himself from greed. He is purifying himself from having that strong attachment to that wealth. He also purifies his wealth as well at the same time. Maybe sometimes when we earn money, we can be deceitful, we can lie, etc. So by giving the charity, it helps us purify our wealth. At the same time, it has a meaning of growth as well. To grow and to become better in, uh, in the thing that you are trying to, to nurture. So the word zakka uh, means to, to grow, to make something grow, to purify something. And in this context here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praising the one who purifies his soul. And he purifies his soul from all of the traits that we shouldn't have as believers whether it be uh, uh, envy, for example, or whether it be uh, other you know, lustful desires that f- make us fall into sin, etc. So there are many things that we, and perhaps we'll speak about that in the second part of today's episode, but just looking at the word itself, it, the word zakka has a meaning of growth and purification. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, a word, in another verse which mentions one of the derivatives of this verb, Allah says in Surah At-Tawbah, خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَهِّرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ Take from their wealth, charity, which will purify them, which will purify them, cleanse them, and وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا And it will cleanse them and make them grow uh, through that charity uh, itself. So, and there are other places, for example, Allah says, فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ And so do not Praise yourselves. Do not attribute piety to yourselves. He is more aware of, of those who are God conscious. And so, in other places in the Quran, I mean, we can mention so many other verses in the Quran where those derivatives are, are mentioned. But these are the two important uh, places where zakat has been mentioned in this particular way, or zakah has been mentioned in this particular way. And just to quickly recap, aflaha and zakka, these are the two words we'll be focusing on today. Aflaha means to be successful, 
and zakka means to purify and to make something grow. Inshallah, we will conclude in the second part of today's show. So stay with us, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Welcome back to the show. Uh, in today's episode, we have looked at two words from a verse in Surah Al-Shams. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا Let us look at the, the words, inshallah, as we, we wrote it down in the first part of the show. So we'll look at the, 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 how it looks, inshallah. So if you can see here, قَدْ, which, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for emphasis, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ So that was the first word, أَفْلَحَ أَفْلَحَ قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَ So successful indeed are those who purify it, meaning purify the soul. So we said that the word أَفْلَحَ itself means to purify, uh, sorry, it means to be successful, and hence we have the word مُفْلِحُونَ which is a derived form of the, of the verb which is mentioned in a number of places in the Qur'an, about 13 places in the Qur'an. Um, and um, uh, we said how this word is connected to the word fallah, uh, the farmer. And we said that the, the connection between the two is that the farmer is someone who, who sows the seed, he places the seed in the ground, and he splits the earth open, which is the, one of the root meanings of uh, aflaha. And as a result... Um, he produces the crops and the, and, the, and the plants and the vegetation, etc. So he's successful due to his efforts. So it's very interesting how success is tied to effort in our religion. And that's a very important connection between the two. The other word which we looked at was zakka. Zakka, and in the present tense, yuzakki, which means to purify or to make something grow. And we said that an interesting word which is connected to the verb zakka is zakka which is the obligatory charity that we pay. And we said that zakat is called zakat because it purifies us. It purifies us from unwanted traits, whether it be greed uh, and, uh, and, and having a strong attachment to wealth and coveting wealth, for example, as well as it grows, it makes us grow in terms of our character and even makes our wealth grow as well. As the Prophet said, said that uh, wealth does not diminish by by the giving of charity. In, and now, inshallah, let us look at the, the tafsir of this ayah, the basic meaning of this ayah as a whole. And before, before we do that, let us look at the context of the verse itself. So this ayah is, is, mentioned, is mentioned in Surah Al-Shams. And in the first few verses of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a number of qasms, makes a number of oaths. So he begins, وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا you know, by the sun and by its, and by its bright morning. وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا And by the moon which follows it thereafter. وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا And by the morning when it manifests the beauty of the, of the sun. وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا And by the night and when it conceals the brightness of, uh, of the sun itself. Uh, and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes qasam after qasam, he makes oath after oath. And then he says, قَدَ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَ 
successful is the one who purifies his soul. So subhanAllah, after almost like 10 verses or 9 verses of making an, an oath, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by, you know, by swearing by the, the, by, by the sun and the moon and the darkness and the light, he then gives the jawab of the qasam, the response, which is successful is the one who purifies himself. So we can see a fundamental uh, theme of this entire surah is that of, of purifying oneself. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spent, he, he mentioned a number of uh, oaths and he swore by many different natural phenomena to, 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 to reiterate this point indicates how important it is for a person to purify himself. But the question is, we must ask ourselves, why is it so important that we need to purify ourselves? And what does it mean to purify ourselves? Well, to purify yourself would entail, would mean that we have some unwanted you know, matters within our hearts. We have certain things which tarnish our character. We have unwanted traits and characteristics, etc. And that's the reality of man, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man weak. He created man with many deficiencies. Allah says man was created ضعيفاً, was created weak Verily man is ungrateful to his Lord and there are many verses which speak about the weakness and the reality of man and so therefore it's important that every believer realizes that there are many unwanted characteristics and traits that we, we, we need to sort of remove from our character and remove from our hearts if we do not have this realization, then it's very easy to go along with these deficiencies that we have, and they will remain with, uh, with us. And we will not be able to um, elevate our ranks, we will not be able to, you know, to, to, to become more superior in our character. And so that's a very important point that we need to realize. First, we need to realize the need for, uh, for this tezkiyah, for this purification. Without this realization, we won't have the sense of urgency to want to actually purify ourselves. So that's one important point that we've mentioned about the importance of tezkiyah or the purification of the soul. The other thing we need to address is what are the particular things that we need to get rid of. Um, there are many diseases of the heart that we all suffer from, whether it be a strong attachment to the worldly life, whether it be harboring envy and hatred towards other people, whether it be you know being jealous and having jealousy, whether it be, for example, having doubt in our Creator, whether it be, for example, uh, 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 desiring that which we should not desire, etc. So there are many things that we need to purify ourselves from. It's upon us to really sort of reflect upon ourselves and, and, and see, you know, what are those negative traits um, that I possess? And that should be an important internal discussion that we all have with ourselves. Because if we do not spot those deficiencies, we will, we will not remove them. And, it's a, and there is a hadith that says, طوبى لمن شغلت عيوبه عن عيوب الناس You know, success or or felicity is given to the one who is preoccupied with his faults over the faults of other people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا Successful is the one who purifies his soul. He is successful. 
And he is successful in this life and in the afterlife. And that's an important point to note. When Allah says he is successful, successful how? He is successful in this life by living a happy life, a meaningful life. So he is not bogged down and he is not sort of dragged down to the pits of the, the, the darkness of this worldly life. Those people, for example, who are overwhelmed by their desires, they are overwhelmed by their negative traits and characteristics. Rather, these people live a lofty and elevated life. They live a life of internal tranquility and peace of mind. And that can only occur when a person purifies himself. So he is successful in this life. And more importantly, he is successful in the afterlife. And that is where the true success becomes manifest and it becomes known. Because you can be successful maybe in this life financially. You know, you might be able to achieve a lot of financial gains in this worldly life, but you might possess nothing in the afterlife. The true life is the life of the afterlife. Inna al-aish, aish al-akhirah. That the true aish, the true life, and the true haya that is worth living for is the life of the afterlife. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَدَّارُ الْآخِرَةِ خَيْرٍ That the... Um, that the, uh, the life of the afterlife is better for you. And so we must remember this, this always should be implanted in our minds, that the true criteria for success doesn't lie in material gains. It doesn't lie in just you know making yourself happy in this worldly life, but it really lies in being successful in the afterlife. Because this worldly life is a very short life. The afterlife is a life of eternity. And you know what is the point of being successful in a very, you know, limited way in this life, but you won't achieve much in the afterlife. So let us remember these points, inshallah. Let us work to focus and to tweak our understanding of falah, of success, in this life. Let us work to purify our souls, purify our characteristics, and you know we need to have a deep realization that we need to work on purifying ourselves from those things that tarnish our character. And I really want you all, inshallah, to go away today having learnt these words, aflaha and zakka. Inshallah, you can download the flashcards from the website. Inshallah, the link should be provided for you. Download the flashcards. You can put them up, print them out, put them up, um, you know, wherever it be, on your walls on your cabinets, in your kitchens. Um, print them up wherever you can. And just you know, try and maybe repeat it as much as you can. Aflaha and zakka. Try and look for the places in the Qur'an where these words are mentioned. Share the meanings of these words with other people in your family and with your friends as well, inshallah. Let us all increase in our knowledge of the Qur'an, inshallah. So, until the next episode, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, really make us to, to be from amongst the muflihun, to be amongst the successful ones. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us to be from those who purify themselves. And as you know, the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha anta waliyuha wa mawlaha. Let us remember this dua, Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha. Oh Allah, give us our souls, their portion of taqwa, uh, of, and, 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 um, and, and purify them, for you are the best of those who purify. 
Until the next episode, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.